Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. update, President Roosevelt has confirmed that we will be declaring war on the Axis powers. Good night and good luck. <laughs> hey, yo. I hope you motherfuckers is ready. <laughs> you already know what time it is. You already know who it is. Fuck a Walter Cronkite. It is I. He is I and I am him. The one known as the Doc and Ziggy. <laughs> Just like that, straight like that, we back at it again. We are rising up and crashing through. This is Doc and Ziggy with the flood. Keep your death threats to 140 characters or less. How you doing, Doc? Man, I'm all right. I'm I'm grooving. I'm, I feel like I'm actually starting to uh, come over the crest a little bit. You know, I the feel... falling action. Yeah, you well falling up, I guess, in a sense. Like I'm starting to be falling up. That's a good book, Shel Silverstein. Hey, shout out to Shel Silverstein. If you know, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but I mean, I'm actually. I think I'm coming out of my slump. Yeah, I mean, you get to go to Ocean City tomorrow. Yeah, but you know, we celebrating the young one's birthday. He's turning eight, so we gonna turn up with our mask on. Mask on, not mm-hmm. off yet. Not till they come out with a vaccine. Percocet. No, no, we won't be doing any of that. It's an eight-year-old's birthday party. <laughs> Yo, but I mean, speaking of vaccines, vaccines. Hot take. What about vaccines? Hot take. You think this one guy? Please have a mic do not lead with causes autism. I was gonna say, do you think if this we one... have anybody come in with I'm an gonna... island where they say that, we're just kicking them out? Yeah, yeah. We're just be like, get out of the house. I'm sorry, but here on this podcast, we uh, stand by science. All right, we just had another American Man, kids running in with boo boos and everything got to stop. Wow, when you got a child, because, I mean... I He's feel... riding his bike that only has one pedal. Don't make it sound... He chooses to ride the bike with only one pedal. He has a bike with two pedals. He has a bike. A newer a bike brand new pedals. bike that I just put a brand new tire on. <laughs> and he chooses to ride the bike with one pedal. Lends it to his friend. His friend gets it's hurt. It's not even his own son that gets hurt. Nope, and I... Because me, being the good dad that I am... The good fucking Samaritan that I am. We gotta stop. Get the band-aids out. You know, men care too, ladies. You can leave us at home with the kids by ourselves and everything will still be fine. We're not It'll be all... fine. It'll be fine. Don't worry about yeah. it. It'll be fine. We're not all that bumbling TV dead. Like let's let's end the bumbling TV dead I archetype. All in the family. Or um A modern family? No, the one with Al Bundy. Oh. Oh, um shit. I'm drawing a blank now because you said Al Bundy. Not Ted Bundy. Not Ted Bundy. God damn it. We're getting roasted right now because we can't remember. Oh, Married with Children. Married with Children. That's yes. the one. Because we couldn't remember Married with I, Children. I, I can't get down with Married with Children. Really? Nuh-uh. Not funny to you at all? No, it's it's too dysfunctional of a family dynamic. Uh, I'm just like all of these people have extreme emotional ex- abuse in their in their lives right now. Like they're all terrible people. 
Oh yeah, like every single one of them. None of them is redeemable. That's like uh, black. I as do fuck. like that the mom is the voice of Leela in Futurama. Have you ever seen Black as Fuck? No. So Black as Fuck is a spinoff, kind of from the dude who created Blackish, Kenya Barris, and this one is like a reality show about Kenya Barris, like living his life after creating Blackish, and every character in the show is a terrible person <laughs> like, and i mean terrible person like like, like everybody's arrested development kind, terrible person almost like always sunny in philadelphia terrible like oh completely terrible. completely unaware that they're terrible people kind of kind of and it's like sometimes they have re- they don't have redeeming qualities like none of them have redeeming qualities okay. <laughs> but they have redeeming moments this this has to be a comedy. It is a comedy. It's one of those like yeah, it's a pseudo reality show, kind of like when Kevin Hart did uh, Real Husbands of Hollywood. Did mm-hmm. you ever see that? Yeah. yeah, that was that was good. I like that. I yeah. missed that show. <laughs> directed reality. Yeah, yeah. Isn't all reality TV directed reality? I stand by this. This is my hill to die on. Reality TV ruined the world. I mean, a friend of mine, he's talking about. <clears throat> You can at How, me, at uh, me, bro. We'll go for it, cause I, I got a whole thing. A like, friend of mine is trying to tell me that he can perfectly predict everything in the world through a series of binary, and logic gates. And I was like, "What do you mean?" He just sent me a picture of logic gates, and I look at it, and I'm like, "What does this mean?" He's like, "They're logic gates." So I Google them, and logic gates are used for electronic hardware programming. Yeah. And I'm like. All math nerds think that the world can be completely, like, organized into neat little math patterns. He's not even a math nerd. All computer techs are kind of math nerds. He's not! Well, if he's sending you logic patterns, that's like a total math nerd thing. He's a stoner that discovered YouTube two months ago. And he's sending you logic patterns? They must be from a YouTube video that he saw. Yeah. And then it was, like, based, he's saying it was based around, uh, this book that was published in the 20th century that is based around Hermeticism, which is, like, the the stem of all science and things like that. And he's like, I can understand everything like that. And I'm like, you said it's the basis. That means you have to go farther on this. Yeah, you have to expound upon it and adapt to the way life works now because when the ancient hermetic teachings were first the thing like we were still using sundials yeah and he told me like he never really paid attention to school so now he's starting to look up all this stuff and all of this shit's now hitting him at once and he can't sort through it see that happens to everybody but he he doesn't know he can't sort it but that's that's the point so see they're now he's now defending a position that is indefensible and doesn't accept counter just like larry wilmore said demanding evidence for the obvious and expecting me to accept the preposterous exactly that's all conspiracy theory is in a nutshell in a nutshell except for jfk i mean yeah that's fair the government had malcolm and martin well i mean if you look at the angle of the jfk shot there's no way his head would have gone forward and then back martin luther king made it to the hospital alive and then died in the hospital. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. The government lost the case that the King family <laughs> pursued. They pursued it, and the government lost. 
I've never Italy. heard about that, and I think that's the point. God damn it. We keep getting interrupted, but you know what it is. We still coming to you. We still gonna bring you the heat. Been here for an hour and we have eight minutes and 25 seconds. Oh my God. That's a shame. That is a motherfucking shame. But you know what else is a shame? How fucking criminally underrated Spike Lee is. We was just Way talking about it. Back. <laughs> we was just talking about it off mic. And we brought it back to you because he's got a new movie out on Netflix that just dropped. I haven't seen it yet, but The Five Bloods, it looks like another Vietnam war-torn kind of racial tension between black soldiers, white soldiers kind of thing. I, I, I might watch it, you know. I remember seeing I'm the gonna Family watch Guy it. joke. I'm gonna watch it. I saw the Family Guy joke once where um, it was like, Peter was like, wait, are you gonna make me look like the white guy in a Stan Lee movie? Ooh. And it clicks into like the black guy talking, and then the white you mean a Spike like, Lee? He's acting like a rabid dog. Yo, you definitely said Stan Lee just now. In <sighs> <laughs> a Spike Lee joint. A Stan Lee joint. <laughs> this is Stan Lee joint. And <laughs> then Spike Lee does Excelsior. Oh my god. You were just showing me the uh, the, the trailer. trailer though. And it said Spike Lee, director of Black Klansman, and we just stopped, and we were like, that's the movie that they're gonna point out? Right. Like, it's it's been that long. These kids probably haven't seen Do the Right Thing. I don't think these kids have seen Do the Right Thing. There are some <laughs> movies that should, that are, like, eternal, though. So, that, like, no matter what era, people, well, for starters, timepiece movies are perfect for that. They are literally a moment in time, so therefore timeless. Yeah, uh, Malcolm X, come on, man. Fucking school days. Jesus Christ. Come on, man. Like, Spike Lee is almost, like, prolific at this point. Like, Well, prolific means making a lot. So he's definitely that. I, but, I mean, look at school days. Like, that movie was about, like, racial tension in schools, and then it had a fucking school shooting at the end but of it. But then Spike Lee that was about... make a really fucking great movie, like Inside Man, which is just a really good bank heist movie. Yeah. Or 25th hour. I mean, like, he wasn't trying to do anything deep or special with Inside Man. He just made a really fucking good bank rob movie. Yeah. It's. I didn't see The Sweet Blood of Jesus, but it looked good. It's like another one of those stylized horror movies. It seems like the core theme of it is addiction, though. I mean, but. I it just. I just. I, I, I didn't need to see that movie. I grew up 18 years of that. <laughs> Damn. 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 But it's real though, yo. And I feel like Spike Lee should be right up there when we name people like maybe not. I, I don't know. Christopher Nolan. Shit. Like, I think it. I think Christopher Nolan would be a good here. Like I wouldn't put like Scorsese and Spike Lee in the same sentence. I don't know. I feel like. Have you seen Mo Better Blues though? I have not. Oh my god. Like, yeah. Nah, I feel like you could put fucking Spike Lee in the same category as Scorsese. This is barbershop Actually, you talk. know what? You know what? 
here's a here's a good contemporary. Think about stylistically how Spike Lee's movies are. So, like, compared to like a Scorsese movie, they're they're very stylistically different. But if you yeah. take like the impact in their sphere, what do you think about comparing Spike Lee to Judd Apatow? <laughs> hmm. I mean, I just feel like Spike Lee is he's shown that he's way more multifaceted. Yeah, but I also feel like if you get onto a certain tier, like Scorsese is like revered. So is Spike though. When you think about black directors, that's fair. Like, come on, man. Like at this point, you almost can't name any other black director other than Spike Lee. No. Go ahead. I can't remember. God, I know exactly who it is. He's the guy who directed Black Panther. I wasn't even look. I was um Ryan okay. Ryan Cooler. Yep. There you go, Ryan Coogler. Yep. Ryan Coogler. That's yep. It. Yeah, and he did Fruitvale Station and Creed. Yep, and he did Creed. So we got to give Brian Coogler his props. I mean Jordan Peele. I always said the thing to me that set Key and Peele apart from Dave Chappelle, like when all the comparison was going on, is they had like a production level that was higher. Yeah, it was a whole nother level of like, and I don't know if like if the Dave... dead giveaway is the, the hat scene. Eventually, where they're wearing on top of their head, like, the person making the yeah. hat. I mean, all their skits feel like mini-movies or, like, segments taken from, like, TV shows. Yeah. Like, And it's because they both come from, like, you know, that Mad SNL TV. and Mad TV crowd. Mad TV. Or were they both from Mad they TV? They were both from Mad TV. Yeah, exactly. So. I remember watching Mad TV runs on uh, Comedy Central after, like, calling out of school or something like that. Yep, so... Yeah, there's a lot of people that like we're on mad tv and you'll watch something and you'll just be like oh oh them <laughs> like that fucking leonardo dicaprio meme that's floating around like yeah <laughs> yeah that, that i told you <laughs> <laughs> yo yeah no that's true mad tv did give birth to a lot of or help i guess me find a lot of comedians now that i find myself going oh shit that mo- i saw that motherfucker on mad tv mm-hmm. mad tv and uh you know what else was good for that Whose line is it anyway? Oh, you yeah. You remember whose line is it in it? Yeah, man. Like, I used to watch that shit, and then I would see them people other places, and I'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah. You was down with Drew Carey in there. I remember one of the ones, like, when whose line's jokes are so good, they turn into memes, and Drew Carey is like, words that you can say to start a fight, and Brian Stiles is just like, you want to fight? <laughs> like, sometimes the funniest thing is the simplest thing. Exactly. We like to call that anti-humor. When people are expecting a misdirection and you just go straight. Yeah. But then you can also turn completely around. You want to know why the girl dropped her ice cream cone? Because she was hit by a bus. Yay! Oh, dead baby jokes. Like, <laughs> But bringing it all back. <laughs> Spike Lee. How many bad de- dead babies does it take to paint a wall? Nope. 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 I can hear our subscriber list dropping. <laughs> None, because you don't throw babies at walls. Ah, misdirection. <laughs> Classic. Classic. You come here for the highbrow stuff. You already know what the fuck it is. Like, don't don't pretend. You know what's wild? Don't get all offended. This actually, uh, this is wild. This is our 15th episode. Hey, cheers. And that means we have done seven episodes now with music. Hey. And guess what's coming next? 
Guess what's coming next? We already brought guests. We already brought guests. We're gonna have videos. Eventually. The visuals. The visuals, baby. They coming. You get to see that he really does look like Lakeith Stanfield mixed with Gary Busey. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. And trust me, trust me, once y'all actually see us and how we interact, you'll understand his awkward silences no, whenever we... I say something. <laughs> I think, I don't know, we might have to give it to him sooner than, sooner than we had planned, Joe. I really feel like once they see us, yeah, y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready for this. We're going to have to announce in a little bit the winner of our... Signed Prince by me and you. Please reread that <laughs> picture. We got it. We got it. And we gonna tell y'all before the episode is over. So be ready. Mm-hmm. Y'all, let us know. Let us know. Hit us up. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you want more of. We're bringing it to you. All right. So let's actually go down our docket of things that really do matter because that's what we're here for. Uh, let's start with the big one. Minnesota defunding the police department. Tell us what defunding the police department actually means so we can eliminate some of the skepticism of a completely anarchic, lawless society. Yeah, so, because we we, we see y'all out there. Y'all try and make these claims like, what do they mean, defund the police department? How they gonna keep law and order without the police? You know, that's their favorite slogan right now is law and order, law and order. Man, (laughs) CIS. As for you, bones. <laughs> uh, son, listen, listen. When they say defund the police department, what they mean is the police department is getting stripped down to the bone. They will give it the necess- the necessary funds to function, to do the job to that function. Police need to, to do. do. Police are the ones that need to respond to a bank robbery. Yes. I mean, but the additional funding, the shit they was using to spend on all these tanks and shit that y'all see getting rolled out to roll over, oh, poor 75-year-old men. Can you believe it, Zig? Can you believe yeah. it? I just, oh, it's a fucking shame. Well, hold on, let's, thugs. let's talk a little bit more about defunding the police. The department. Very... He's like, we can't joke right now. Okay, no, but for real, y'all. So, like, so for example... Maybe, like, a domestic abuse complaint. You send over, like, a yes. social worker. Crisis intervention. Yeah. Drug intervention. Suicide prevention. These are the kinds of things that will be getting more funding. Like he said, social network. You know, social like for workers. Me, for me, like not social as networks. somebody who does struggle with uh, mental health, like, if I was on the edge and a cop showed up, I'm fucking scared. I mean, yeah. Somebody in a goddamn uniform with a badge and a gun show up at your door, lights fucking blaring. Like, of course, if you're already on the edge, that shit is going to drive you overboard. So, yeah, what they mean by defund is they're going to reallocate resources so the police can do their job. Because the police, as uh, I believe it was Chappelle... They're overworked. Yeah, they, they're overworked, and they're doing things... Let's be real about it. The police don't need the deal. Equality means equality for all. And yeah, currently it's ACAB, but... And equality for all is important. Did you see the thing about the the Black Lives Matter protester actually picked up and carried a counter-protester 
to safety during a uh, a riot, and he was. Nah, sad. I didn't see that. But yeah. I mean, that's and what he said. Like when they interviewed him about it, he was like, "I was in the moment of equality for all, and if I let him fall like that, that's not equality for all." Yeah, because I mean, let's talk about it. We we gotta alleviate some of the problem here. The problem is, is it currently we are asking our police officers to do way too fucking much, like. Let's just be real about it. I'm just being real about it. I'm not capping for nobody. They have to work insane shifts, and they're seeing the worst of people all the fucking time. Yo, if you had to work 18-hour shifts, and all you were doing was responding to, like, crisis calls... That and happened like, to be in the same area thanks to systemic oppression put in place... It's gonna fuck your head up, yo. It'd fuck anybody's head up. That's what the fucking Stanford experiment was about. Like, you know... It's, that came up on Facebook recently. Uh, one of my friends commented about it. And he was like, look, this is the abuse of power. And I'm like, no, look, here's the thing. The Stanford prison experiment was so fucked up, it spawned studies in how fucked up of, like, and horribly mismanaged of an yeah, experiment Yeah, it was. it was a terrible experiment. I mean, they were almost provoked to go to that point. But in reality, so are our fucking police. They are provoked to go to that point. When you look at the kind of training that these these people are going through, you understand their shoot first, ask questions later mentality. And then when you look at the glorification of that kind of thing, I mean, we have movies like fucking Patrol, like, like the whole movie trope of the cop who plays against the rules. Exactly. I mean, it's a it's a culture. It's the culture around being a police officer that needs to change. And it's at, at this point, it's everybody's fucking culture, bro. Everybody got to take a step. You know what's really crazy? Inside and look at themselves. The, the at cop point. who doesn't play with the rules is always the one that's morally upstanding and, you know, doing the right thing. Why is that the cop that doesn't play by the rules? Yeah. You ever think about that? Yeah, like, what are the rules? What, what are the fucking rules, dog? Like, what are the rules that he's not playing by? I don't understand the paperwork that he's got to fill out so he can't knock some fucking knucklehead drug dealer upside the fucking cranium so he can get answers as to where the big drop-off is going to be. Like, the fuck? Like, that's not real life. That's not real life, homie. Chill out, Mel Gibson. <laughs> right. You niggas ain't fucking John McClane, bro. Oh, man. You niggas ain't Batman. Let's Christmas get movie straight. or no? Mm. Debatably a Christmas movie. I have to. I mean, there's there's room for the argument. I believe it's a Christmas movie because Christmas is a central theme in the entire movie. Like the whole it, he's got to get home, on Christmas Eve, yeah. and it's loaded with Christmas content. That's fair. So I'm gonna say that Die Hard is a uh, Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, come out to the cubs, we'll get together, have a few laughs. Yo, you got them joints on deck, son. I can't do it. Or I'm just really good at Googling. Mm, mm, I see you. I peep. I peep. I'm over here trying to find pivotal, like, information that I stored away in my Tumblr, and it's just so much porn, yo. You tumblr into something. <laughs> so much porn. It's fucking terrible. I like, no, there was important information that I reblogged. Because I wanted to use it to bring up for something, and it's just like ass, 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 ass. I'm the single one here. Isn't that wild? 
I don't know what that says about me, but I'm in a happy relationship, so we know. With a good kid. And it's healthy. I'm in a healthy, happy relationship. So, a couple of the I other things that have been... Uh, shit on Tumblr. In, <laughs> a couple of the other things that have been in the news. So, we all know that basketball is supposed to be starting up next month, right? Ooh, is it? I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, basketball is supposed to be starting up next month with the quarantine in Disney World. Okay, like that's, okay. That's confirmed. At the ESPN... Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, however, people are hesitant for two. Re- for there's two main. Well, I guess three main things. One is the coronavirus itself, which is always a concern. Obvious. Uh, next would be the uh, the circumstances of the quarantine, mm. where they're gonna have to be there for like at least two months before like their family can come in. Shit. And. Uh, I mean, and there's the whole optics of during this whole George Floyd protest and, and civil unrest that you have a majority black league sequestered into one place. It's wild that you're the one pointing that out, son. But like, nah, you, you damn, I didn't even think about, I mean, I, of course I thought about that, but it's like the aspect of them bringing all of their good stock into one place and saying, here, you guys hang out here for two months so we can get back to entertaining the folk like they really want. So there's two things. People, Kyrie Irving, of course, Kyrie fucking Irving, <laughs> is who's not even going to be there anyway because his team is trash. Damn. He's like, Damn. I'm not with all this systemic racism and bullshit. I'm not doing any of this. I mean, shouts out for him for that. And Steven Jackson feels the same way, and now this brings into the question, would they be doing more power by not playing and using their voice actively in the public, or would they be doing more good if they were in the entire public spotlight and used that as a constant reminder, because people are going to, when basketball comes back, you can be a fucking rugby fan, you're watching basketball. Yeah, at this point, I mean, who... How do, how, do they, you, how do you feel about that? I mean, that's, that's basically that LeBron said that he's going to play. It's like play anybody that tries advocate. to slander LeBron on deciding to play, he opened a fucking public school in his in his in his neighborhood. Okay, but he there's started always the whole, more than an athlete. He started he started the whole shut up and dribble thing. I mean, LeBron's done so. All right, yeah, the decision was stupid, but he's done so much for professional athletes, giving them. Yeah, the freedom and ability to feel agency. Yeah, because LeBron did. Yeah, I, yeah. Think I, about how unpopular it was for him to go to Miami. It was so unpopular, and then it it literally turned. <laughs> I always it, wondered why it was such a big thing. I'm like, y'all really cared that much about this man wanting to go? Would you want to stay? Him making an Cleveland? entire ESPN special about it was really bad. But then again, that's the only bad thing you can say about LeBron. It was a very arrogant thing to yeah, do. Like but I mean, if... Come that's on, the man. only thing you can... Yo, like, we elected not... a fucking dude president who literally put his name in gold on the front of his building. And the same people, the same people who are mad at LeBron for going to fucking Miami are probably a lot of the same people... I was pretty fucking mad LeBron went to Miami. Are you kidding me? Come on, bro. Like, come on, bro. Like, fuck that. Give the man some I'm a Celtics breathing. fan! 
Did you really think he was gonna come to go from my from? No, I'm just. Did you really think he was gonna go from Cleveland to Boston? I just didn't want him to make a team that was gonna be better than Boston. Yeah, I didn't want him to go to Miami and have a team that could beat KG, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce. I didn't want that at all. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that point is understandable. But like, to everybody who thought he was gonna stay in fucking Cleveland, like. I mean that was that was the mindset of everybody. Everybody was like, you try to stay with your team for as long as you can. Most of the time, people only switch teams by getting traded. That's That's not entirely entirely true, but nobody put put it out the way. I mean that's fair, but what are you a free agent for if you're not going to take opportunities when they come up? Like exactly. And did you do you actually it's know just the, asinine. the first athlete that um, really forced free agency was an outfielder for the St. Louis Cardinals named Kurt Flood. Really? Yeah. And shout out they, to Kurt Flood. They <laughs> traded Kurt, but he wasn't okay with the trade, and he'd been with the Cardinals for so long. He's like, no, look, like you can't just do this to me. Right. And, and it, his career was over. It was very Kaepernick esque. Thing. Yeah, he but went, he did this for not only like not just for black people, but for athletes as a whole. So the court, I, the I believe it went to the Supreme Court, and the court ruled that basically you can't have indentured servitude of somebody for their entire playing career. So mm. it gave them all free agency. So now that instead of signing like just contracts to play for a team, they signed contracts for a certain amount of years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's dope. The more you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at you teaching me shit. <laughs> you, uh, if you want to read more on it, there is a book called "Well Paid Slave." Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. Look at you dropping jewels out here for the folks. You better pick them joints up. Jewels float. <laughs> jewels always float. Ladies Does it float? Gentlemen. It floats. It floats. One hundred percent. So, some other things that we got available to talk about. Poor old white guy. I was talking about him earlier. You Poor made me go back guy. to defunding the police. I knew because I wasn't gonna let you just rip tied off and totally derail that topic because that was important. Yeah. So I mean, did we finish covering that? I think we did finish covering. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, y'all get the point. Like defunding the police doesn't mean they're gonna get rid of the police department. It means that they're gonna take some of the money that the police department was spending on tanks and rocket launchers and use that shit for you know crisis intervention and suicide prevention and drug proper training rehab that kind of shit also now with the smaller police force they have to be much more selective with candidates and if you have a smaller amount of people that are going to become police officers they can scan them more readily for biases and you'll generally have in theory in theory in theory have a much more tolerant healthy police force uh a much more tolerant qualified and effective police force i mean in theory it should all be there i just worry about like the aspect of a smaller police department because like i said they are extremely overworked yo yeah they are extremely overworked and that is something that seriously needs to be addressed because i mean this entire nation is overworked dog like the, the fucking, the tech culture in San Francisco is making, like, overworked, like, a fashion thing again. Yeah. And we're getting to that point. We 
just got out of in the 20th century. Like, we just got, like you said, indentured servitude and shit. And we're yeah. about to be back to, like, fucking Microsoft towns and fucking Apple communities and shit like that. Where yeah. you shop at the Apple store. And like, have you heard about, like, the Amazon <laughs> Well, you already shop at the Apple You store. walk in, yeah. and they have, like, a facial recognition thing, and you don't even go to a cash register. You just, like, grab something and walk oh, yeah. out. And then yep. it charges your Amazon account. Yep. Nope, that's totally a real thing. I don't know how many of those stores there are and where they're at and like how, like that's a, good. That's gonna be like a no accurate for me, dog. Yeah, I don't know if I like that shit either. But I mean, if you've ever been to a casino, you're effectively I doing the same thing for a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. So they got all your info, my nigga. Just know. A friend that. of mine was talking. He was like, "Yeah, you can count cards," and I'm just like, "They'll catch you." And he's like, "Not if you're like really good." I'm like, "No, no. they'll catch you." They know. If anybody's good at watching their motherfucking money, it's the motherfucking casinos, my nigga. You can get away with murder in a casino, but if you're trying to count, if you're trying to take their money, you're fucked. Yep. Yep. Just trust me. That's where they do put their resources. If you're a whale, oh my god, you could get away with anything in a casino as long as you spend in a whale of cash. Like. You know who actually went to the casino a lot when I was working there? Paul Pierce. When he was playing with the Wizards. For real? Yep. I mean, a lot of NBA niggas like to gamble. Shout yep. out to Michael Jordan. He doesn't have a gambling problem. He has a competition problem. I didn't say he had a gambling problem. I just said he liked to gamble, you know? No, that's a quote that he said in the documentary. <laughs> oh, He's like, I don't have a gambling problem. I have a competition problem. <laughs> that's the same thing. That's the same thing, Mike. <laughs> oh, my God. Did nobody look at him and be like, see, that's what happens when you have too much money, yo. People don't look at you oh, and no, go. Oh, no, people memed it. <laughs> I'm yeah, just... people, people definitely memed, I, don't, I have a competition problem. Yo, I'm just saying, like, when you have too much money, it's what fucking happened with Kanye, yo. You get to do shit, and people don't go, mm, and dial it back. are still expensive. Yeah, now, now we have Twitter, and Twitter tells you to dial it back. Like, <laughs> before, you didn't have Twitter the... itself. Yeah. It's telling people to dial it back That's now. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, yo. Like, that's wild. That's wild, bro. But, all right, let's pull it back. Poor white guy, dude. Yeah. Man. Just, like, walking up and too far... I saw the, the blood pool. <laughs> you know, can we talk about... <laughs> can we talk about... <laughs> I'm sorry, hold on. <laughs> can we just talk about, like, the irony in, in you being, like... Let's talk about the poor white guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it, for a second, I was, I'm like, I was there with you, and then, like, the inner, like, Malcolm X in me was like, look at this motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, no, but in all honesty, this is, this is the craziness that we're talking about. It's not just George Floyd. It's not just Tamir Rice. It's not just fucking Breonna Taylor, yo. It's 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 a symptom. These are symptoms of a bigger problem. This now we're is seeing the systemic it. problem. And people are fighting against it. I mean, like, you've I've seen people... And y'all are fighting hard. Ayo, shout out to them, yo, because no, for real, like, let's take a moment to the people who are really out there protesting every day. I see these notifications every day. I watch these videos. They are not letting up. Do not let up. Like they want. You know who we see a lot of out there? Gen Z. Yeah, 
Y'all are holding Shout it down. Shout out to Gen Z. Shout out to Gen we Z. We love you guys. Y'all are dragging millennials out of their fucking <laughs> depression. Yeah, I, <laughs> like, I saw on Twitter trending, like, it was Gen Z. That they screenshotted a lot of insults from Twitter comments, and they're just like, oh, millennials, they still say adulting and doggo. They'll yeah. defend their Hogwarts house yeah. to the death. Yo, I just, I just want to say, like, You're like millennials. Shut up, Ashley. You're. 32 and an alcoholic. Yeah. Like, and yo, it's go, get some, we, go get your avocados. And yo. we were all like, you know, you nailed us, and that really hurt, but go you. You yeah. guys are fighting. We yo, love you guys. Yo, that's what I'm saying, and they they waking us up. What did we do up. to you? Man, they just, I feel like they disappointed in us, yo. I feel like, you know, we had the fight, and then the, they took it out of us, yo. They took it out of us financially, and, and that shit hurt. And I mean, now like, most of us like, is just barely trying to get by, man. Like I told you, don't get me started on this shit. We're tired. We had that. We we had the fight, and then the, we only had the energy to complain. We got and the, time. We only had the energy and time to complain. That's because we working, my nigga. They kneecapped us. Finan- no, excuse me. Let me take it back. They kneecapped our parents, nigga, and that took the rug out from under our feet because we had no stable background to fall on. All of I our... did. I, I admit, I came from a Look, good most of our most of the people whose parents were, got affected by the 2008 financial crisis is still trying to recover. My parents did a really good job of hiding that from me. Yeah. Like, I mean, don't you ain't got to tell me. I was raised by a single motherfucking mother with three boys, yo. Like, she did a great job at hiding, like, how many bills she had. But it's real, yo. And because our parents struggled like that, it left no kind of foundation for us to stand on. So we had to build our own foundations. And a lot of us are just now recuperating from that. We're the generation the boomers gave. And Gen Z is the generation that Gen X gave. I guess so. So, and most Gen Xers are pretty level-headed, like, normal people. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, a lot of them are out there now. They woke them the fuck up. Like, the Gen Xers are woke the fuck up. This Gen and Nobody Z... picks with Gen X. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't... Nobody they're, picks on Gen X. Yeah, they're the 90s fucking Gen Because fucking 9-11 in the 2008 financial crisis, my guy. <laughs> they, well, they, they, were... they were... Gen X would be... Um, in college during 9-11. Yeah, but I so mean... So they were still... much more cognizant of what was going on yeah, when we were kids. Exactly, exactly. I still remember every single detail about that day. Yeah, But I also know that I was... I remember was, coming home and there was nothing I playing was nine on years TV old. So. but news footage of that shit, Joe. No, there was Courage the Cowardly Dog. I mean, later on in the day. No, it was still on. Trust was me, it? I remember. I don't... I don't. I because just remember when I, after I got picked up on my mom, and I went into a room and I was watching TV, and I really couldn't comprehend too much what was going on. No, of course not. But I watched news footage for maybe like five minutes, and then I switched to Cartoon Network and watched Courage the Cowardly Dog, and after that, everything goes black. It's yeah, it was just another day after that. I mean, that's terrible to say, but when you're that young, like. What does it really mean unless you lived in New York? I even went up or within in the surrounding two area. weeks because both of my siblings were, or two of my siblings were in New York. Oh, for real? So, yeah, one of them was at NYU. Ooh. Um, so we went up and we were walking downtown and like I had a mask on and I was looking up and I saw where they used to be and there was this like cookie factory or something like that with yeah. a giant gash across of it and I was like, 
whoa, I've seen those buildings before. Yeah. And now they're not there. Yep. And think about how many people feel that way every day walking through New York now, man. It's wild. I mean, they have um, our Freedom Tower there now. Yeah. But I mean, just I'm just saying, like, think about how that affects the mentality of the nation. And yeah. that affects, like, the college mentality, the kids in college at that point in time. Like, they're really going to dive into what is going on in the Middle East they, and what is going on with the United States. Where Gen States. Z is, it's, it's nothing more to them than a historical event they may or may not have been alive for. Okay. Like, World War Two was for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> we had a lot of grandparents in that shit growing up. But, yeah. like, those grandparents are, like, great-grandparents or had passed on now my granddad um he was a tank commander um on d-day he wasn't on normandy he was mm. on utah so he was on the the side flank of the invasion okay and um he actually got a purple heart mm. um because in one battle uh, in his tank, a, a german tank shot a shell and it ended up somehow in the barrel Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, the, the shell went yeah, from one I mean, barrel to the other barrel, yeah. and it knocked the tank back, and my, my granddad got stunned, and everybody's flying out the hatch. And one guy looks down, smiles, and grabs my grandpa, and he throws him out. And <clears throat> when they all land, he's like, don't go into the tall grass, because if you go into the tall grass... Uh, Landmines and shit? No, the Nazis would see the tall grass uh, moving. moving. Yeah, okay. And when he got back to camp, and he was getting... Um, he was in the medical tent, and he asked about the guy who pulled him out and he went into the tall grass didn't come back shit tragic <laughs> German was like the second most spoken language in America before World War One, and then after World War One, we did this whole like switch around just like we did with like France after 9-11 and we started calling french fries freedom fries and shit that's why we call hot dogs hot dogs and instead of frankfurters and fucking freedom's law didn't stick around but all in all like it it's wild joe because we what was it it was uh it was the like, treaty of paris that basically said fuck germany yeah yeah or was after it world war one um yeah treaty of Versailles. yeah yep yeah yeah i mean Kind of like we did with the fucking Middle East, yo. It was like we took all the burden and we put it on them to rebuild their country after we, like, bombed it to shit. And it's well, like... the Treaty of Versailles was actually like, Germany, you lost. We're gonna make sure you feel you lost. Yeah. It, I, but that's still fucked up, though, because we have to... Nobody really took the German people into account. And it's wild, I guess, to hear me say that, but a lot of the German people weren't fucking Nazis. And... <laughs> are doing what a lot of these fucking Trump supporters are doing. And I don't necessarily think we need to get rid of all of them, but something needs to happen so that their eyes are fucking opened. I mean, they're... to... I don't know if that... I say that... We are currently storming the Bastion. I mean, yeah, I say that, and I know that it's doing some good, but I just... I also worry that you know the other side is like really crazy yeah. like I don't I don't mean I don't mean the people who were like middle of the lane 
Like, they know who, y'all know who I'm talking about. Like, I'm talking about the bleach drinkers. I'm talking about, like, the QAnon crowd. Like, those, those people. The, um, people protesting with guns on fucking state capitals because they have to wear a mask. Yeah, the people doing push-ups outside of state capitals because the that gyms was aren't. <laughs> that was completely absurd. They worry me a little bit, though. Like, I'm really, like... I'm really, like, low-key, like... I don't understand how they get off, but... <laughs> but... But a man died, had to die because somebody thought a $20 bill was fake. Like... I don't care what he did. That shouldn't happen. Never. Never. And you know what the worst part is? I'm laughing. The people that that get capital punishment get a more humane death than that. For the world to see. For the world to see. And there we go. Made myself sad again. Hope we're happy. Hope we're happy, America. What would you do for a next subject? Anything. So, PS5 versus Xbox. Oh. (laughs) Black versus white, huh? You still want to go there? It's like, I guess the PS5 is, like, interracial. Like, because it's black in the middle. (laughs) Alright, so which one are you interested in? I've never never been interested in Xbox. I mean, I was was team Xbox for the longest time. Like, you know, the 360 was the shit. Xbox only has two exclusive titles that really, I think, are... Coming up for the next... That's that's Halo and uh, Gears of War. And Halo, it's not even done by Bungie anymore. You just gonna go at them like that, bro? Pretty much. Not to mention, you know, I've been a PlayStation person since I was five, so... I remember getting a PlayStation 1 for Christmas. Didn't PlayStation come about because Sega wasn't playing nice with Sony? Um, that wouldn't surprise me. I Have you looked at the specs for either one? I did, None of that makes sense to me. None of it? None of it makes sense to it's me. It's not rolling off? It's not making I just know the PlayStation's gonna get way, made, way more good exclusive games. You know what system the Final Fantasy VII Remake came out on? PlayStation. Or, that alone is gonna put me into the uh, PlayStation camp because the next parts of the remake... I guarantee you at least probably one of the last one comes out on PS5. It looks like a lot of the PS5 specs aren't even really out yet. I mean, they're both being built to compete with PC gaming specs, so you can expect like high resolution, high processing power. PC gaming is... It's, there's a reason they're called the PC Master Race. Well, I mean, yeah, of course. The fucking you're talking about like building like an actual like computer, like modem, hardware, like hard drive, and everything <laughs> to function at the level that you see fit. So, I mean, all Xbox and PlayStation are trying to do at this point is keep up with what the fucking gamer, the PC gamers are actually doing in a actual like marketable mm-hmm. product. I mean, Steam coming about and you being able to download games and still play them on a controller is huge. Yeah. Not to mention, like, thanks to like Chromecast and shit, you can just like have something playing on your computer and then throw it onto your TV. 
Yes, no, I mean, it's real. Like, the, the, they gotta keep up, they gotta stay relevant because at this point, it's like, yeah, why would I continue to buy this, like, console hardware if building my own PC and buying games off I've Steam thought about building my own, my own rig because, I mean, my laptop's, like, two years old at this point. And, you know, a laptop for gaming, it's not even, like, a real, like, heavy-duty gaming laptop. Yeah, like, it's like, got the hardware to do it, but it's just starting to bog down because you have all those components so tight together and everything. Yeah, it, it, it's going to get hot. Yeah. <laughs> like, all that hardware together running at the resolution it needs to run for you to actually, like, game the way you want to game because I'm assuming you're gaming competitively. You're playing, like, League of Legends and shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> you need that joint. You need that baby to be running crisp. Yeah. And she's definitely been bogging down. And you can hear your fan going like, she's definitely been bogging down. Yeah. It should start getting a little slow. Start lagging for no reason. I mean, but that's what I'm saying, though. Like, these consoles, they gotta keep up with what's going on in, like, the streaming world. Just like TV gotta try and keep up with, like, Netflix and Hulu and shit. And And now studio, right now in quarantine, you have studios just dropping movies on the streaming services. Yeah. Look at the new Judd Apatow movie, King of New York. Well, that's what we was talking about earlier. Spike Lee just dropped his new joint on fucking Netflix. Spike Lee joint. Spike Lee joint. (laughs) But, I mean, so you definitely go on PlayStation when it comes out, even if it is, like, because they talking the price, that joint, like... I'm gonna find myself a sugar mama. Ooh, ooh. You say he gonna mow somebody long with the shirt off. Ziggy, Ziggy Starscream. Yeah, you see that I look like a bird. Pool boy. (laughs) Pool boy for hire. Hey, hit up the flood if you need somebody to come clean your pool out. We got somebody looking. I did grow up with a pool, so I know, I know kind of what I'm doing. You know his way around that water, lady. I don't know. The Xbox looks weird. It's just a fucking... It looked like an Amazon package. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Aesthetics matter. It does. The PlayStation is one sexy looking. That bitch look like it. You turn it on its side, throw Settle Kava's head on top. Pe- memes rest for nothing. Memes literally rest for nothing. Yeah. And I, I love it. Yeah. No, they don't. The internet is quick with that shit too, man. Sometimes it, it, don't, it don't take long. It really don't it take doesn't. long. <laughs> It, it impresses me how clever people are. How yeah, quickly and how they quick. are clever. It impresses me how And quick then how quick they can meme that. The turnaround. The turnaround sometimes is Like, you have to like, Google, like, the perfect thing and then find the Photoshop file where it uh, it's, it's the character exactly. already cut out. Or, like, be watching TV and be ready to screenshot something the second it fucking happens. Or record it the second it happens on TV. I don't get it. Man, sometimes I'm just like what? the race to the likes. Yeah, it's real. It's almost as fast as the speed of light. <laughs> the speed of likes. Oh man, is that a new? Ooh, did we just create a new internet law? Ooh, we might have. Does the, it flow? The speed of likes is as fast as the speed of light. I don't know about that. No, come on. What? When it comes to the meme rate turnaround, yo, that shit happens like in the blink of a fucking eye. I'd say within a minute, but the speed of light's faster. Mm, I don't know, man. However, we can make the case that since it's going through the internet and it's going so many different places all at once, the collective speed and distance traveled is equivalent to the speed of light. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? So I think so. 
Does it float? Random fact: the human intestines have enough, um, like shit in them that you can, I think, wrap it around the world twice. Oh, you mean like the actual length of the human yeah. intestine? I don't know if it'll wrap around the world twice. But there's a lot. It, it's a lot. It's like 22 miles of intestine, like, which is a lot of miles to think. Anytime about. you're eating, it, your food's riding a marathon. <laughs> like literally. Uh, all right, you ready? To, you ready to give away this Prince picture? Yo, look. You want to give this, or do you want to do eight forty six first? Let's let's do eight forty six first, so we can end on a high note, cause that shit was tough, man. It's all this shit is so like nice <coughs> comedy special. <laughs> is that what we call it? I uncomfortably what... laughed a couple of times. Whew, man, is that what stand-up is The Azalea Bank slime was really funny. Uh, see, I didn't make it that far, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I was I, I had people over when I was trying to watch it, and it got so heavy that I was like, nobody's going to want to drink now. We're all going to be sad, and I don't want a bunch of sad people drinking in my house. It's not... Well, Chappelle made it really real. Like I, He did, but like, he was so like, good at that. 846. I cannot escape that because that was the time he was born. Yeah. That is... <sighs> If that's real, that's I could understand why that shit would eat at a man. I, I mean, it, look at how it's eating at the nation. Everybody who watched that video, eight forty six. By the way, was just a, like a town hall thing he did in his neighborhood. Yeah, I believe it. Because Chappelle is actually like a really active member of his community in Ohio. Yeah, why wouldn't he be? I mean, do you see like the like kind he goes of to their town hall meetings and stuff like that? And to people in his town, like he's just Dave Chappelle. Like, yeah. He's just a guy. Yeah, that nigga Dave is funny. Like that's it. That's literally that's why he was able to do block party. Did you able see, did you see block party? Yeah. That's why he was able to do that shit. Because that's the difference between like Dave and I feel like a lot of other superstar comedians. Like Dave and a Kevin Hart, right? Oh, he did make another Kevin Hart joke too. Well, I mean why wouldn't he? No, he like, was like Yeah, you know, um the uh, did you see the whole Chris Dorner part? No, I didn't. So but he, he goes in depth on Chris Dorner. Yeah, I'm, about, I like, keep talking about this shit too. And, but and he was like, it is I told manifesto. you I didn't make it all the way through. In his manifesto, he called me a genius. So he was flying out to LA during the Dorner thing. Yeah. And the cops called him and they were like, anybody mentioned in the manifesto, we're offering him extra police protection. And he's like, I also read the manifesto. He likes me. <laughs> it's y'all I'd be worried about. Yeah, I I mean that that whole thing. I keep talking about that to people because I'm like I'm not saying what Christopher Dorner did was right. But <laughs> did four hundred cops need to show up? Four hundred. Did four hundred cops need to show up? They burned that bitch down. Like like ash. Mm-hmm. Like, no structural integrity left. Almost like, almost like, they knew they were going to chase him up there. Almost like, there might have been some fuel added to that fire. Um, tinfoil hat. Well, I mean, we did see the, 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 the guy, <laughs> the, the two people that pushed the, the poor old white guy, they got suspended without pay and then the rest of that police department resigned in solidarity with the two dudes biggest gang in america 
I'm just saying, and it's fucked up because I, like I said before, I have friends who are cops, and maybe that's the equivalent of I have friends who are black. But come on, man, it is what it is at this point. We see the culture that's yeah. around that shit. Like the dude even tried to pick him up after he shoved him and he fell to the ground, and the guy was like, "No, leave him." Exactly. And then when they fired him because of it, they all showed their solidarity. And I they don't know resigned. why cops are doing this. Like, like, are you? I mean, granted, we only see the ones that are bad. But I think at this point they would be, you know, self-aware enough. It's the, but that at least to you, save themselves the national embarrassment. But you just said something that's very important. We are only seeing the ones who are bad, and they are making themselves known. So let them make themselves known, because I've said this before: the police force, a lot of the different structures in this country have been infiltrated by an enemy and i know i sound wild when i say this shit but it's quite obvious at this point that there's a culture war happening and there are people in this country who really believe that they are benevolent and beholden to a completely different structure of law and system than the rest of us are. Yeah. And it will get to a point where they start to turn on white people too. But I was listening I'm to, just crazy though. I was listening to the JJ Reddick podcast um, last night and he had Malcolm Brogdon on. JJ asked Malcolm, is this would you actually say this is more of a white problem than a black problem? And he knows the hesitation said yes. We've done everything that we can do. We need we need allies to like you can't get the major change without the support from the white person who can affect the rest of the power structure. Yeah. It's very evident that what this is is a rich versus poor thing. And I will and I don't know how else to make that clear. Like a lot of the leaders that we've had that have tried to bridge the gap between black people and white people always get stopped when they start talking to poor whites. Yeah. <laughs> like when they start going, hey, is this system really working for you? This is not a conspiracy theory podcast. I'm not here to get all Alex Jonesy on you. We're not supposed <laughs> to go meandering down a stream. All I'm saying is do your research, people. If you hear something that makes you go, hmm. If you see something, say something. Look something up. Do your own research. And read a book. Read a book. Read a motherfucking book. Read a book by some experts, by some people who have actually studied in this field, by some people who have taken the time that you don't have. To write it. Don't make a video. Write it. Read it. Reading. There's a lot more that can be said in, like, an actual thesis paper than in, like, a seven-minute YouTube Definitely video. Definitely take my word on the thesis paper. I've written... A lot of these spins. Some of them for fun. I mean, I don't know. We've gotten to a point now where, like I said, nothing is real. Nobody knows what is the truth anymore. And that's where a lot of the disillusion comes from. Chappelle mentions that. He's just like, every institution we're supposed to put faith in lies to us. Yeah, or has been proven to have lied to us at some point. And now everything is destabilized. Like, we have to establish a new normal because we're living in the new abnormal. There you go. 
the name of the Strokes' new album. Is it? The, mm-hmm. new, abnormal. the new Abnormal. Hey, shout out to the Strokes. <laughs> but it's... I don't know how else to put it, man. These, It's a cold war going on right now. We keep really, raging. Keep fighting. We see you, Gen Z. We appreciate you. We, see, we love you. We see y'all. Keep on shitting on us. People, that's that's. Man. We don't care. Carry it. Carry it on. You guys are great. Hey, carry on. <laughs> carry, carry on. Carry on my wayward son. <laughs> Don't peace you, you stop it. <laughs> this is all going into your whole weenie rock music thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you look at the new banner picture that I made, at the very bottom corner, it'll say musical. <laughs> the flood pod. The musical. <laughs> I, fuck I guess I should start rapping more. Nah, that's not going to happen. I was actually thinking about trying to write an intro rap and use it one time. I will let you try. You will let me try. Yes. We'll we'll go over it off mic first. So I don't want you to embarrass yourself on here. Yeah. I let you sing because you can actually sing. For real, for real. But <laughs> Thank you. It's one of the compliments I actually love. Like, I'm very confident in my voice, but... Anytime somebody, well, now there's another thing that's associated with this, but a compliment that I get the most excited about is when somebody compliments my singing. Yeah. And now, added to that, is anytime somebody messages me about something they heard on the podcast. <laughs> I fuck with it. I fuck with it. Have you had that yet? No, not yet, man. Not yet. Solemn. But people are fucking with it. Let us know what y'all fucking with. I, I keep saying this shit, but I don't see nothing. See, I'm really starting to get upset. I'm I really starting to stuff. get my feelings hurt. Did you? We got over 30 reactions on our Prince Picture giveaway. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> we got over 30 reactions. Hey, big money. Big ups. So we did not expect that many. At all. At um, all. So very what humble. we're going to do is give away free... Prince pictures signed by me and you. Are we going to give away three Prince pictures signed by me and you? Yeah, because I was expecting like 10 reactions and we got 30. So, shout out to y'all. Appreciate y'all. We really do. We really appreciate it, guys. I mean, we do not doing this shit for nothing. We're doing it because, you know, it's something that we love and we hope that y'all really love it. We hope we bring in something that, you know, people can find peace in. And people can find some joy, and because you know, right now things are tough, man, and it's it's hard. It gets hard to wade through all of this shit. So we thought we'd bring you a life raft. All right, Doc's gonna hold the hat. I'm gonna pull the paper out. Yep. All right, and the first Prince picture goes to F4. Oh, I know who this is. Oh, this is my boy, Falcon. Ooh. Congratulations, Ooh. Falcon. You just got a, pr- a picture of Prince signed by me and Doc. Congratulations, Falcon. F4. All right. And up the next. next winner is Tyson, number one fan, at one fan Tyson. Hey, shout out Tyson. Good looking out on helping the pot. We appreciate you. And, and the last that, one goes to... But not least... Sung Yanatra. Shout out Sung Yanatra. That is our super fan. Oh, shit. Look at that. Super fan, shout out Kellen. Shout out... Hey, Kellen. Shout out Kellen. Kellen been rocking with us since episode one, man. That's what's up. Hey, there you have it. 
We got three Prince pictures for y'all. We appreciate On photo the... paper. Uh-huh. I'm even gonna like put it in cardboard so it doesn't bend when I send it. Exactly. Look, we gonna look. We gonna hold y'all down. We gonna, cause y'all held us down. Y'all been rocking with us, so we gonna show the love. And we got more giveaways coming for y'all. We haven't figured out what, but we got them coming. We might, you know, y'all keep it up. We might get some merch out there for y'all. We might, we might. You never know what the fuck we gonna do. We might. So. There we have it. Our three free three free Prince picture giveaway signed by me and you, not by Prince. No, not by Prince. Signed by me and yours truly. We got Ziggy. We got Doc. And we are the Flood. And remember, none, none of this, this is normal. normal. Look, it's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Wait, why can't we talk about (laughs) flood? It is time to talk.